Home Wins Training. I'm Jay Daye. Hi, I'm Leslie. And uh, we're a variety show where we change topics every week. And this week, we're featuring some double shit. Double, double, because there's two of us, bitch. And this is where we talk about something that we love, something that we're into. But first, we usually do a check-in, but we're tired of them. Yeah. Let's do a question. Yeah, I feel like those were, like, successful. Those were fun. I like those. Okay, so, Leslie. Yeah. What is one thing you wish you knew how to do? Well, I guess I'm on the come up for it, but, like, I'm I'm going to be trilingual, guys. Like, like, like French. Like, I know, like, a lot. How's your Duolingo? Where are you at? I'm at 188 days straight. Mm. Yeah. What little... What little owl you want? Uh, I, I'm I've 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 done a lot. I'm on like I've 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 dropped out of the league a few times because you know people do stay on there actively. But if there's something that yeah that I could do is I I'd like to like pick up languages. I would love to know Arabic. Like be able to pick up languages like yeah that. And like just, Casey yeah just be able to learn them and do I think that would be so cool to be like. Just what? What's that word? What's the word for when you like are not even a trilingual? You're like multilingual. Multilingual. That yeah, multilingual. And you just yeah. like know. Yeah. So many, even mm-hmm. like dialects, I think would yeah. be so 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 cool. Yeah, I, don't know. I always get astonished when I see people that have like five. I'm just like, how do you? What? How do you do these? Yeah. So I think that would be cool. Okay. Um, what about you, Ho? What about you? Um, well, wait, I want to ask a question about your languages thing. So it would be, have you thought about getting a French pen pal? I have thought about actually getting like a tutor, like an actual like face-to-face one and then getting like a pen pal. Um, I have it to do that because I was like, let me do Duolingo first to get the basis, mm-hmm. like the very basis. I think later I would like to invest in a tutor, like one-to-one so that they can tell me like, you're not doing the accent right. If mm-hmm. I'm not saying it right. And I actually explain more because Duolingo does explain and give you tips, but... It's just not the same when you have someone who's a native, like, mm-hmm. French speaker tell you, like, this is why it's like this, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess You want the why. I just want to know the why because then I feel like I would get it more because mm-hmm. I do get them confused a lot. And I'm just like, oh, I thought I had it right. Mm-hmm. Why French? I've always thought, I know the French are problematic, but I've always thought French is really pretty. <laughs> I don't know. Just it, it just sounds like so flowy for me. I don't know. I know they say that Italian's very romantic and it sounds very, for me, it's always been French. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems something like I would want to do. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But that's, that's me. That's, it's, wait, so if anyone is actually now, French there's speaking. There's a, a French bitch out there that wants to uh, help talk. me out. And I could help you. I know Spanish. I can help you out. And I know, <laughs> and I know English. So a little let, tip for tap. Let me know. But anyways, uh, what about you? What's something that you, you wish you could get down if you, if you could? Honestly, as a lover of music, I wish I could play the piano. Oh, yeah. There's just something about watching someone play the piano that is so, like, mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I can watch someone play piano all day. Do you remember the hospital back home where we used to live? They had the piano in the that big-ass fucking hallway, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember that when I would be there because they had the the baby one like mm-hmm. kind of right next to it and since i had so many mexican cousins always having babies i was always there and they always had a piano player and i just always loved the way they like move their fingers just the way the piano sounds and the mm-hmm. whole thing of it but it's just expensive to have a tutor and then to buy a piano because you can have a keyboard right but you ask anybody who plays the piano, like, eh, it's just not the same. But I also feel like it's, like, an elitist thing. I don't I know if it's... I think so. 
Because it's a fucking keyboard. Because, like, DJs and stuff and artists, dude, I see them play on keyboards. I know. But well, who knows like, what type of training they have. Though. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know, dude. That seemed like something really cool. Would you like to in the future of the means provided? I think so. But I think guitar is the first one. Yeah. I think after guitar, maybe piano. But, yeah, I think the older that I get, the more I would invest in these things. I might have more time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. True. Who knows? That's true. But right now, I just... I can't pick up another hobby. I concur. I, just I think piano is just so pretty. <sighs> if, if it was something that was an option, it'd be like piano and tour. It's just like, they're just glossing over. I know. It's, just, it's effortless. I know. There's, you know? A, there's a guy on TikTok that does these random mall ones. And he did one with this guy where they did like 20 second like composer pieces. It just looked so much fun. They'd be like, gong, gong, gong. It's just like, I want to. I want to. Don't, don't, don't. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's um feature some shit. Let's go. Do you want to go first? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about today? So another I podcast. Don't. So another drag show. <laughs> At least I'm consistent. actually Drag Race Philippines is pretty cool. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry guys. Anyways, okay. So I'm featuring a very very cool artist. Uh, she is an American singer, songwriter, and record producer. Okay. Her name is uh, Santi White, but oh. she does have a pseudo name of Santi Gold. The album that I'm most familiar with is her 99 cent album that came out. I think. Let me let me look it up really 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 quick. I know I should have been prepared, but and um, the reason I'm featuring is because she dropped a brand new album after being on hiatus for like four years. Oh. Didn't know a single thing about Sandy Gold for such a long time until gradually she started dropping singles since like May. Mm-hmm. I think she dropped three singles and I was like, this bitch is coming out with an album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, oh boy, what do we owe this uh, surprise? Yeah, Sandy Gold, the 99 cents album, 2016. So, so good. Okay. She is kind of like a unicorn. You know, she stays in her lane, mm-hmm. um, comes up with music here and there, has collaborated quite a bit. Um, some some folks that stick out, some artists are Mark Ronson, Jay-Z, okay. Kanye West, the Beastie Boys. Um, and she was in the spotlight for a bit, I think, twenty in 2016. She did come out with another album after 2016. Um, it was called I Don't Want... The Goldfire Sessions in 2018. And then after that, she went MIA. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's kind of like... And then fu- it's funny. Let me pivot from here. She's often kind of compared to MIA. Uh, live fast, die young. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but, you know, she said very much... Um, you know, we've been in the same kind of realm of people. We're both women that are, you know, like to experiment. But she's like, I am my own person. Mm-hmm. You know? I think she's a she's a fellow uh, Libra. Because her birthday is September 25th, so coming up... Um, and she is from the East Coast, from Philly. Uh, her mom was a psychiatrist, and her dad, Ron White, was an advi- advisor to the mayor, John F. Street. <laughs> Isn't that the most random? That's random. Boy. But the reason that, I, you know, she collaborated with Jay-Z is she was signed, and is signed, I think, to Rock Nation mm-hmm. in Atlantic. So, you know, I I really enjoy her. I enjoy her music. I think it's... Nothing like what we see, really. She really is someone that that really beats to what she wants to. Mm-hmm. And this new album, Spirituals, is very, very different than, than than what we've heard. I think she does draw a lot from like her own, um, like maybe like ancestral history, Afro uh, Caribbean maybe type of beats. Um, but it's very, it's very different. It's it, it's not really what we're seeing with like Summer Walker, SZA, 
and Doja Cat yeah. or even Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, let's throw some of these girls that are of color, black women that are out there charting and, and, and doing some of this rapping and some of this, this music. Um, yeah, I wonder what that type of music is because it doesn't sound like that. No, she is considered under indie new wave reg, uh, reggae fusion alternative dance and electronic. That's a big. Li- that's a big. Yeah, old. it's that's just it's, it's, it's like people a, are like, "What is she?" She's yeah. like a melting pot. That's cool. But you know, I'm really excited that she came out with new music because it seems like she's probably not pressured to just bust out music after music, album after album. And yeah. so she takes her time. Yeah. Um. And so I genuinely, you know, enjoy enjoy her music and and, and enjoy um. The fact that she has now kind of come back from 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 being low key to providing like a good piece of work. Yeah, I highly encourage. Um, she has it, a million monthly listeners. She's actually pretty well known, yeah. and so the cool thing about her is that Beyonce knows who Santi Gold is. Wait, wait. And if you are a true true Beyonce fan, or if you're a true Santi Gold fan, or if you're just a true listener, in her remix. The Queens by Beyonce when she's out here naming all these women. She- Santi Gold! She does! That's what I was like. That name sounds so familiar. Wow. So you know. You she, know. You know she knows Beyonce because she signed to Rock Nation. And so, yes, yeah, Santi Gold, I think, okay. has like a good a good, a good, good sound in it. And, you know, um, I went to, went to university, a double majored in... in um, Double major in music and African American studies, so she knows what she's talking about. And I think the reason maybe Beyonce, you know, is fond of her is because, as we know, Beyonce does her her history lessons, uh-huh. does her research, and so does Santi Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, she is touring in fall, and she it will be she'll be in LA, she'll be in San Diego. She's touring in Denver. She's I guess doing, here, I might. Because it's like, why not? I think she's performing in some of these smaller venues, and 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 it'd be interesting to see someone perform that. That is coming out with like some of these new new sounds, but very much her. Like I think, like when I listen to Santi Gold, I know it's her. Yeah. You know, when you listen to it, you're like, "There's no way, there's no way." I'm sorry, Doja Cat's doing this, right? No offense to Doja Cat, because that album Planet Her is really good. But yeah, I mean, if you're into just finding new music, if you would like to, this album is brand brand spanking new. It came out September 9th oh, of wow. this year. It's called Spirituals. Um, one of my favorite songs is Ain't Ready. Super, super good. Um, and yeah, she'll be she'll be touring um, San Francisco, LA, New York, Toronto, San Diego. And if you really, really want to check me, go and listen to the Beyonce's remix. And you'll you'll listen that she names her. And I just thought it was so, so cool that she named her um, be, uh, among the 29 legendary black women in music. So that goes to show, I mean, it, they, yeah. they must be having tea together. The fact that she's acknowledged, mm-hmm. like, in the in like the same breath as, like, Grace Jones mm-hmm. and, like, Aretha and all the... But not Mariah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but all these things, like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think, like, that's definitely a high achievement for me. Bitch, who cares how many awards she won? Beyonce knows who I am. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she has a few songs that have been featured, at least one on a Netflix show that I'm not so familiar with, but a lot of her songs are used um, here and there as like opening uh, to a ceremony or something. Um, she has four studio albums. Uh, one is called Santo Gold, which was released over a decade ago, a master of my make-believe, 99 Cents, and then we have Spirituals. The other stuff she released has been mixtapes, um, which is... Um, top ranking a Diplo dub she's worked with Diplo before I don't want 
the gold fire sessions. Um, so yeah, yeah, which, yeah, that, that's also, or I just saw that that's mm-hmm. one of the albums that should definitely be looked at too. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's my feature. That's cool. my feature. Check her out. Let me know if you guys do check her out because unfortunately, I don't know of a lot of people that listen to her, but I will say the merch. We'll take a poll tonight. That's fucking true, bitch. We will. Her merch with her two shirts completely sold out. So people are listening to her. Y'all just people listening and buying. People listening and buying. But anyways, that's my feature. Once again, let me know if you are into her or if you know who's anti gold is bitch. Because I would love to talk. What are you featuring today? Can you do have anything cooler than this? I can stay on the music um, thing. There is an artist that I'm in love with. Okay. Our girl Tuvalu. So Tuvalu released an album October 14th. Oh my gosh. Has it, has it already been two weeks? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So October 14th, she came out with Dirt Femme and it is her fifth album. Fifth album. And her first album was in 2014. Oh, I wow. Love her. She's done so much. Uh, really. And you know, one thing that I want to really think my friends and my close circle around me is that they appreciate good music mm-hmm. because even... When I was cleaning the living room, um, I was listening to this album, and Angel's like, I have not heard one bad song. And I'm like, yeah, because this is Tuvalu. Tuvalu! Bitch. Period. Tu, Tuvalu. Period. Tuvalu. <laughs> this is why I obsess about this bitch, because her music, I don't know, it touches the inside of my body in ways that no man ever could. No, no ways you've ever been touched before. <laughs> And this album is really special because she says, she declares that this is the best album yet, right? She did. Yeah. She said that this was her best album yet. And as a fan, I might have to agree, agree, a little disagree because, I mean, her first album was really good and it kind of introduced me to her. Um, But... Yes, this album. We're 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 obsessed. Are we not? Uh, Where are you? What are you? Who are you? Hi, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I do enjoy this album very very much. Um, I will say, do I have some instant favorites? Yes. What are your instant favorites for the my, girls? My instant favorites are Suburbia. Suburbia. Suburbia is so fucking good. I've listened to that song multiple times since. The albums come out. Well, you know that that album, that song, um, mm-hmm. she was like talking about like her writing process because yep. I guess when the pandemic happened, she didn't do anything. She mm-hmm. didn't write any music. She didn't do anything. Not necessarily writer's block. I think everybody for that first year had to take that time to really just like refocus, right? I don't think a lot of people within being unemployed in that year were like actively looking to start a new job or do anything you know i think everyone was kind of like what the fuck just happened yeah they were like very still to this day on certain times so i think people did once people got a groove of it really did slow down yeah and she didn't write any songs after 2019 when she wrote when she wrote no one dies from love because she wanted to be a festival song she wanted to be ready for festival time and then pandemic happened which makes sense because it happened around april and festivals like happen right around that time yeah festival season so can't even imagine what I don't the years that we lost (laughs) (laughs) the years that we lost who knows but anyway the original album name was supposed to be feminine um but it was like a working title um and it kind of stemmed from like her not really being proud of her feminine traits because in the beginning she had to kind of like not be like that because she wanted to be taken seriously so she said she had to take on a lot of masculine traits in order to be taken seriously in the industry she's like things are different now she's like but back then femininity was seen as something um weak seen Mm -hmm. as weak 
So I, I couldn't present myself as weak to mm-hmm. these Hollywood executives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, of course, is like, she's older now. She's married. She's coming to like a new wave of her life where she's accepting who she is. And she says she identifies with dirt femme is how she, she's very feminine, but very grungy at the same time. I mean, like, no, she, I mean, that's what I get from her. Yeah. (laughs) Like dirt femme did not seem like a, no, that's not a reach. And I just love her love of woman, being a woman and womanhood, but the parts of it that people don't talk about, you know what I mean? Like the real rough, authentic, not like, Mm, I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, I'm heartbroken. It's like real, like, I need to be sexually satisfied. Mm-hmm. You're not satisfying me. Like, I crave whatever. Like, and I don't know, because you know, actually, you are a converted fan mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from just hearing her here and there. Right. But I feel like most of her music is like that, you know? And she was talking about like her struggles with an eating disorder, right. with the song Grapefruit. How that song um, kind of stemmed from the movie that she did, where she had to lose a lot of weight because of she was like playing some poor Swedish girl, okay. um, and she had to like method act. You know, she had Shia LaBeouf it because um, it was like the only way that she can get into character. And she said when she was doing when she was doing the method acting, she had to unlock a lot of that trauma to kind of not necessarily unlock her eating disorder trauma but unlock a lot of other trauma in her life in order to really feel the character you know like one thing about acting it's like it's not about the words it's like what you're saying without the words right it's the Mm -hmm. pauses it's the looks it's the everything else that in order to cry you have to be thinking of something that makes you feel like my son just died you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like these are you need to elicit that emotion. So mm-hmm. a lot of her acting, because she's not a trained actor, she can just turn it on and off. Method acting was just an easier way to mm-hmm. do it. Which, I mean, it is a lot easier to just, like, you know, like say something mean to me, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll go, you'll be all mad mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um. So uh, one thing that she was saying about her eating disorder in the song, which I love Grapefruit. I don't know about you, but I, yeah. I love it. Grapefruit, yeah, Grapefruit is a really cute song. You're totally right. She doesn't sing about songs that you think you would typically hear like pop artists sing about or just artists that are definitely like in the charts. You know, mm-hmm. she's singing about, you know, with the, uh, a really cool beat. And then you have like, yeah, like you have like this body dysmorphia. You have like this eating disorder, which to her, excuse me, is very personal because given what you said, it's just like, yeah, imagine having to somewhat relive relieve that and then make a song out of it that now is out there for for everybody so in a way you'll kind of always relive it but probably from a maturity point of view oh my god love that you say that because that's exactly what she says like writing it was so different she's like because i had that i stepped away from that she's Mm -hmm. like you know she says she lived a healthy life for a long time she's like i stopped with my eating sort of around my 20s so for this to come back like i was okay it was i was like back on my back on my bullshit but I was able to look back on it because I've already grown from it. And I was able to articulate the feelings. And Mm -hmm. that was just like, yes. And, you know, she was talking about how songs for her that were positive, that she's that like is different. Her music is that it was always just like, love yourself. You're perfect. But what do you do when you don't love yourself and you listen to these these songs? They're saying you should love yourself. I was like, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So then you feel guilty because you hate yourself. 
Yeah. And then it's just adding on top of it because someone who's beautiful is telling you you should love yourself when you really hate yourself. So then how do you really reckon with that? Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to make music like that because I didn't relate to stuff like that. And not to bring it back to Beyonce, but that's why I don't like Cozy because I'm like, Cozy, my skin's like, bitch, I'm not. And like, I don't know how Beyonce, who's always been beautiful her whole life, can tell me to be Cozy in my skin. You know, when she's like literally always been the epitome. Beige, beige, black, fluorescent, black, bitch, I'm black. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I, it's difficult to listen to music when it's telling you to do something where you can't embrace that. Mm -hmm. But I also think it depends on how you're receiving it. For sure. Because the way that I see Cozy is very much an anthem to like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to own up your whatever it is, whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. And also in terms of just like the Beyonce thing, like, right, she's always been beautiful. But let's us not forget how much backlash she got after giving birth. She was fat. She mm-hmm. was ugly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how could it be that Beyonce went from being like uh, crazy in love yeah. to now it's like, yeah, bitch, like, what do you, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's totally difficult to relate to something. And it's like, also like, well, I didn't give birth, Beyonce, so I can't even be cozy in that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no. Yeah, like, you got new hips. You got, like, new, you- and you're rich, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I really, I really do respect Grapefruit. And I know I saw a lot of people just kind of reach out to her and, and thank her because they can relate. And they, she put into words kind of like, what they were feeling because already talking about your eating disorder can be a little bit shameful. Um, you know, fun fact, it's actually one of the, it's probably the hardest thing to get over. And that's including Mm -hmm. drugs, Mm -hmm. like the hardest thing to not relapse because Mm -hmm. food is something that you need to survive and you like have to like counter with it daily. So it's the hardest addiction to get over for sure. So yeah, so that's really scary. And people don't often, I think talk about it just because it's like, what do you tell someone who's like anorexic or is going through bulimia that had that some type of, you know, eating disorder? It's like, I, what do you say? I don't know. Exactly. And then the only thing people say is like, you look great. Yeah. And it's just like, even that is triggering. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, I saw that a lot of people reached out and I, I, I'm sure that she finds that very heartwarming and also therapeutic that she put her experience into a song and like she mentioned she's Mm -hmm. like she now is so mature and can handle it that hopefully now that people you know who are going on that journey of recovery with if they have an eating disorder and the song is as a form of of support that then forward forward they'll be able to view this song as not only the support that they needed but also from a perspective of them like moving on and 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 getting the help that they need for sure and seeing that Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. you know i've seen a lot of trolls online because like she goes live sometimes and like one thing that was like so annoying is like someone most not someone multiple people on her live which is like is she pregnant is she pregnant it's like dude she's just embracing like her and dude in no way does she look pregnant like at all like not even in the slightest where you'd be like, oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, she is married, so maybe. But, like, not even – it was literally just people, like, weirdly fat-shaming her. That's all it was. was just kind of like – and, like, everyone – obviously in the comments were, like, defending them. And, of course, as a stan, I had to report every single one. Yes, I did. <laughs> did I report 28 people? Yes, I did. That's so fucked up, I though. know. I know. And it's just, like, I can see why girls get like that. And don't talk about it. I know. And don't sing about it. Because she's, like, in no way any of those things. But still, people are, like, because you don't look like Ariana. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? So, yeah. love this girl because of the niche sad girl music that she makes. 
I know that for a lot of people, this type of music is like not like serious stuff isn't that, but I don't know, dude, it's disguised in a very beautiful song that sometimes you're just like, what am I singing about, bitch? Like, yeah. I'm singing about getting eaten out. Like, bitch, like, what the fuck? Because let me just say, one of our favorite songs is Pineapple Slice. So and good. I had a pineapple slice for you tonight, bitch. Like, she's talking about, like, it, she's talking about sex. She's, she's talking about the S E X. Girl, and she's talking about, she's like saying, I'm gonna get head, bitch. Like, yeah. this girl. Yeah, like, like, you're gonna taste pineapple. Bitch. I don't know. I love it. Um, I also wanted to mention about how To Die For samples Hot Butter's Popcorn, which everybody talks about how it's Crazy Frogs something, but it's actually from that song, and it was her first time ever sampling a song in her music ever. So Really? Oh, okay. So, she doesn't have money, money. Um, <laughs> she probably only have money for one. <laughs> um, but then uh, she doesn't have, she has her own label. So she doesn't, um, I think she had Sony and I don't think she's, she's with them anymore. She just does her own thing. And, um, she only worked with one person for the whole album and she wrote it in her childhood home. She wrote a lot of the songs oh, in her bedroom. Oh, that's so cute. Which doesn't, that kind of give, like, does this song give, like, bedroom vibes? I don't know. I feel like Beyonce, not to bring it back to Beyonce, I feel like Beyonce gives club vibes and this gives, like, a, in my bedroom vibes. Yeah, no, it gives very cozy vibes. <laughs> <laughs> No, it gives vibes where you don't realize that album's over, but it's it's. No. I could see it be a little bit clubby, but it has a lot more um, versatility in terms of just like chilling too. For sure, you know what I mean. And I think that's what I really appreciate about this album is that I don't feel like I have to be like high energy to listen mm. to it. You know, um, but I very much do enjoy this album. I have listened to it through and through like several times and. I've been going to her on Instagram just to see what she's saying because she's interact interacting with her fans and stuff and she's doing a lot of promoting because she's going on tour and also is just very much in the spotlight right now, which you don't really see her when she's not actually mm-hmm. working on an album. She's kind of like very lays low and all of that. If there's anyone I want to be a friend with, Doja, step aside. Tuvalu. Tuvalu! Yeah, I've also been saying Tuvalu, but it's Tuvalu. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm changing. But you know, she says that it's like fine. Yeah, she's like, who cares? Yeah. She's like, I think with like, it not being translated well, and like me being Swedish and stuff, she's like, I'm just so used to people saying Tuvalu. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, I'm Tuvalu. So <laughs> Tuvalu. So Tuvalu, and then I'll end with um, one of her songs on Euphoria. So good. Um, For like three seconds. But she said that she was such a fan for obvious reasons. Yeah. I mean, she's like, I related to that shit. She's like, I've been doing drugs since time <laughs> was born, bitch. And boy, do I know it's hard to get out of it. Y'all, if you like Euphoria, you're going to love Tovlo. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to love Tovlo because everything she writes about is Euphoria. Is Euphoria. Yeah. And um, she wrote to Sam and says, I'm such a fan of... I really want one of my songs to be on your things. And send them, um, I think, three to four songs. And they chose How Long. How, how long am I looking at the one I dream of? Bitch. You got the, the best, best of me. me. Yeah. Uh, that is such a good song. Let me just. Let me tell you, How Long is very, very, very good. It does happen to be like one of my top favorite from oh, the albums. Oh and it did God. come out as a single when a Euphoria long. was was in season um but yeah i would say my top we can do top really quick yeah real quick i would say yeah it's suburbia why suburbia is such a retro poppy song mm-hmm. i don't know i just 
Because it's talking about something very serious. I mean, something that all those who can bear a child Mm -hmm. may, 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 may encounter in their life. And so we, we may think that we don't want children, but then if we do marry or get with someone that does, then it's like, oh shit. So then you're conflicted. But then later you realize like, oh dang, like I'm getting older and it's like going to the club isn't fun anymore. So these are all things that I don't think we fully consider. And even me being someone that doesn't want children, but then thinking like, what if I do want some in the future? And I'm nearing the age that I would be a geriatric pregnant (laughs) mom. Risk goes out the roof. Yeah. Then it's like, what do you do? Do you freeze your eggs? Do you pay for that? Do you do you consider surrogate? Yeah. I, all these things that you don't really consider. I think when you're young and you don't think about your white picket fence. So, and then I love that she puts like a poppy spin to it because it's like these are serious matters, but I can have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> like you could be crying and still dancing. Yeah, she says exactly that. Yeah, she's like, I don't want that, but what if? But what if I do? Mm-hmm. But I don't. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's. Love that you connected to that song because, you know, she actually says that when she got married, that a lot of people in her life were like, thank God, like she did something normal that now they're telling her, when are you going to have kids? And she's just, and she feels the pressure to do that because everybody's kind of brushing her. And she's like, and one thing that that I say is like, ew, no, I don't want kids. Like people take offense to that. Yeah. She's like, people are like, people who have kids specifically are like, this is such a miracle. How could you not want that? Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I just wish that people would normalize people not wanting kids. Like, yeah. you know, and I'd love that you say stuff like that because yeah, I think a lot of times, especially with our parents being Latino, that they're very much like, where are the kids? Yeah. And it's kind of like, girl, if you're waiting for me, you're going to you- be waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. She said that. I didn't know that that, well, you know what? I kind of had an idea that if she was singing about it, figured that it was something real though yeah and that maybe i actually thought that maybe it was like she was now getting to an age maybe where she was really considering it and she it almost seems like she doesn't want to live that like that prairie in the house orthodox kind of type traditional type of life to seems to be very in her own lane and do does things by her own accord Mm -hmm. and so i can't imagine that she would do something traditional and so I, I, I just thought that, yeah, and this might be something that's coming up for her or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I really liked her, but, yeah, I, the moment, the moment that that sound came through my so good. earphones, I said, I love this. I even said to him, screenshot, love this. Um, so, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's my number one. I really like Pineapple Slices. <sighs> love pineapple So, so, so good. so good. True Romance came out as a single what seems like forever ago. So long But ago. it is such... Such a good song. Like, I mean, she uh, is out here screaming. Yeah. Screaming to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'll kill someone for you. Yeah. To true danger to true romance. Um, so I really, really actually like that song a lot. Um So and, does Angel. Yeah. And I really like how long. Oh, and I've really kind of been liking I- I'm to blame. <sighs> Bitch. Yeah. Let's not, let's not, let's not go there. Yeah. Um, okay, great. No, I love that for you. Um, I honestly feel like, yeah, all those songs, I feel like definitely describe you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to die for because mm-hmm. dun, 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 like, bitch, that's my shit. I love, I love, um, call on me because mm-hmm. 
if you love that that little like synth song in suburbia then call on me is like yeah dun, 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 dun. bitch like yeah, it's, it's really so good really and kick in the head mostly because like you know since you since you told me about suburbia like for me kick in the head feels a lot like i've been feeling with the pandemic is that there is so much of a need to not want to go forward that you really just need a good kick in the head to get you up. She's like, she's like, girl, I know you're tired. Like, bitch, yeah, I'm tired of the world around you. Like, you're, I know you're tired of everything that's happening. She's like, she's like, please bring me back to life. Like, bitch, and then I want to see you. Mm-hmm. I just fucking love it. Just like, I don't know. It just, all of it just makes me so happy that. It's a quirky song. So quirky. And um, I'll end with uh, I literally said I was gonna end, but I'm gonna end with that she made a visual album where mm. she has um, not a visual album. I don't want to say that she made she released scenes. She called them each scenes of all of the songs that she wrote. Um, so anyone just look up Tuvalu Dirt Femme on YouTube, and then you'll see that she has uh, the whole entire movie of Dirt Femme. And um, I also quoted a lot of from the interview of NME. I don't mm-hmm. know what that stands for, but mm-hmm. they talk about um, Tovlo on Dirt Femme working with First Aid and on Euphoria. Ooh, okay. Tuvalo. So, so Tuvalo, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. bye.